What up, though? Welcome to another episode of Don't Blame Me, Blame Detroit. with your boy, Brandon Jordan, man. And we're back at it. Back in another episode. Uh, before we get started, a couple things. A um, couple show dates. Dallas, I will be in Dallas next weekend, the 24th and the 25th. The 24th, I will be at Backdoor Comedy Club at 8 p.m. And then on the 25th, I will be at Hyenas Dallas Comedy Club uh, at 8 p.m. also. So come out, man. Support your boy. And um, have a great time. Can't wait for that. Also, October 15th. It's official. October 15th at 8 p.m. I will be doing my first live podcast in my city, Detroit. Y'all need to come out, support your boy, and I got some really special guests on the show. I got my homeboy, Josh Adams, one of the best comedians in the city. I got my homegirl, Ebony Tates, and I got one of the uh, the baddest chicks in the city, Melody Fresh. So we're going to have a great time that night, man. It's going to be at 8 p.m., Mixed Bricktown, uh, downtown Detroit, and we're going to have a ball that night. And, um, yeah, man, and then if you love the podcast... Man, support your boy. Go on Patreon. Um, become a patron, man, and support the podcast so we can continue bringing you this great content and my uh, special guests that we have here in the building. And um, before I even bring up the topic for the day, uh, I'm going to uh, introduce my guest. This dude right here, man, uh, has been one of the coolest dudes since I met uh, since I've been out here in L.A. This dude moves uh, a lot different than a lot of comedians in this city and is working out for him tremendously. You know, he's he's been doing things, seem like every month something popping up for this dude. <laughs> you know, uh, this dude is from uh, one of the craziest states in the world. <laughs> you no know, doubt, no doubt. <laughs> one of the craziest. But uh, yet again, man, this dude is hilarious. Um, you can catch him on uh, Amazon Prime. Um, Laugh After Dark, season two, right? Yep, season, season two. two. And um, and also, what y'all don't know, this dude right here is the king of the fedoras. <laughs> <laughs> the only dude I know that can rock fedora with a pair of J, uh, air, uh, retro ones. Got the J's on with the fedora at the same time. Only dude I know can do that. And let me get them claps, man. Let me get them claps. <laughs> For my dude, Ronaldo Evans. Hey, good, man. Happy to be here, man. Thanks for having me. What's up, man? How your day going so far? Man, it's going good, man. It's going good, man. You know, just prepping, getting ready, hanging out, trying to uh, prepare. I got a uh, special I got to shoot at the uh, end of the month, Palm Springs, so I'm trying to just gear up for that. See what I tell y'all, <laughs> man? I'm just trying to be like this dude, you know what I mean? Just grind, man. Just grind, man. <laughs> just just continue grind, man. Like I was uh, talking about you before, uh, before we, you know, we start recording to my producer Keith. Um, you did something, you did something, um, you did end doing something that a lot of comedians, when you move here to LA, they look down at you at. You know, I was he, we were talking about you know the different comedy clubs, like how comedians um, look at the comedy clubs here. Yeah. You know, when you have, you know, I said, you know, the top three is the Laugh Factory, Comedy Store, Improv, of course. Correct. But then, you know, they look, you know, when it comes to the, you know, the Comedy Union, eh, it gets a little love. Mm -hmm. But once you get down to when you start talking about, you know, um, well, the J-Spot closed now. But when you talk about the J-Spot, when yeah. you talk about flappers, you know, high, high stuff, 
comedians start looking down at them. You yeah. know, they just look at that like, oh, that's some bullshit. You know what I mean? But you said, you know what? I'm going, I'm not, you wasn't like, fuck the top three. I'm going to get there whenever I get there. Yeah. But you said, I want the stage time and I'm going to work my way through whatever, whoever going to give me the time. So you went, so you, you took flappers and you was like, fuck this shit. I'm about to work this stage. Yeah. And that avenue, you know what I'm saying? And then doing that opened up a lot more stuff for you in the process, which you have performed at the Laugh Factory, mm-hmm. Comedy Store and stuff like that. So how do you, you know what I'm saying, um, um, feel about your decision about going the routes that you're going? I mean, nah, I'm happy with uh, the decisions I made, man. But, you know, that's just, it's like a southern grind, man. You know, um, I started uh entertainment industry in the music industry mm-hmm. and being from the South. Um, you couldn't get a New York producer to give you beats. You couldn't get none of the up north people to give you beats, mix any of your, your demos or anything. So pretty much how Crit and everybody came up, we did everything on our own. So, you know, when I came to L.A., it was like, these are the top three. I had already known when I was flying out here doing shows. But rather than stand in line with 30 other comics, who I think are hilarious also, mm-hmm. but they're not getting no shine, I said, well, where everybody else going? And they're like, oh, these these the lower-end clubs. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to blow up the lower-end clubs. And then my name will make some headway. And then we'll, once my name made headway, somebody's going to come see about me. And then after that, other things should start opening. So I just, same way we did it in the South in the music industry. You just go through the back doors. You hit the hole-in-the-wall clubs. You jam out. You keep jamming until somebody hear about you. And they bring you into a bigger stage. Mm-hmm. So that's the way I wanted to go about it because my whole system is if everybody's going right, make a left. Let's see if it was this way. Because even if you're wrong, you could always turn around and go back the other way. You know what I mean? So, and like I said, I just don't. I don't, I'm not a big fan of the way the club scene moves up here to big clubs. I'm, I'm not, man. I'm, I'm not a big man, fan. Of who is though? I mean, nah. Exactly. Yeah, everybody has a system, and you know, people love to say trust the process, but the process ain't nah, what the process but, used to be. Nah. So the process used to be if you funny, I'm gonna give you stage time. Mm-hmm. You know, especially in the south, if you funny, somebody say, oh, he swear he funny. Somebody go throw you on stage for five minutes, right. and we go see what you can do. Go, right. And if you rock out, then it's come back. We'll give you seven. You rock out with the seven, come back. We'll do ten. We'll give you ten. Mm-hmm. You rock out, come back. You come back, you feature now. Yep. Come back again, you feature a couple of weeks. You got you got a whole hour. Okay, you headlining. What's the That's that's the way it's supposed to. Be. That's the true process, and that takes time for comics to get comfortable doing that. Because even even when you do the five, they want to see you do a different five three mm-hmm. nights in a week before they bump you to the ten, and then they're like, okay, bump them up, and then you continuously get bumped up. That doesn't happen here. You just get guys stagnated, and I say I'm not finna do all that. Yeah. You're exactly right with, with the stagnant because you get people caught up with feeling like they have to, which eventually, you know, saying it be, it will once you get up, you know, saying, of course, you want to make it a, where you're doing the top three clubs. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You want that part of your resume to be able to do the top three clubs. But in the, in the, in the beginning process, people get so focused on trying to do them top three where you never see them nowhere else. Exactly. It's like you only see them on Mondays at the comedy store. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And trying to get in, trying to and trying to sign that list and which is some bullshit anyway. Exactly. You know what I mean? And it is just I, I just feel like, you know, um, you know, and then people say, I, you know, people tell me sometimes they're like, man, you move differently. And I mean, I don't feel, I feel like I'm just moving in the lane that I feel like it's comfortable for me. Exactly. You know, yes, yeah, yeah, sometimes, you know what I'm saying? As a uh, as a comedian and as just a man, period. Yeah, I need to start some things. I need to branch out and do a little bit more, you know, differently. But that's that's always in life. You know, you have to do. You just gotta, but you have to be true to yourself and understand 
what you're trying to do because you're you can't get into everybody's lane no. you have to create your own and understand what your best abilities is to make it successful for yourself oh yeah exactly man because with the success from i guess they're not indie but these are indie people mm-hmm. um you're talking about like Issa Rae, um what's her name who started the shy lena way oh yeah um mm-hmm. uh they're black people, all that. That's pretty much ground home base. Indie yeah. people putting their projects together, coming together as a whole. And in comedy, I feel like you got to move like that. And the best way to move like that is to go grab a lower club mm-hmm. because you go to the higher end clubs. You got to be friends with this guy. I gotta, I gotta tell this guy how much of a fan I am of him, and I'm, and I'm not. <laughs> so it's weird because these, these are the same people who uh-huh. come to my city. And I I smash you in my city, and I'm like, but now I got to come here and be your fan. Like I'm not gonna do all that. Like yeah. we we could just we'll meet up in the end and and we'll hash this out. But you know, I and I tell people I try to be I try to be as real with people as I want people to be real with me. Mm-hmm. So when I move, it's it's like you say it's a little bit it's considered differently up here because people be like, oh, how did you get that? And I'll tell you, I give you step by step how I got everything. How sweet? Right? Because I'm from a you know I'm from a my family is a sports family. And if you if you the best, you the best. Like there's there's no issue here. So if you're supposed to be the star wide receiver, you go be it. Mm-hmm. If not, the other guy go get ahead of you. Right. You know what I mean? So I feel the same way in comedy. If he rocking harder than me tonight, then he rocked harder than me tonight. There's no there's no uh you shouldn't be upset about that. You just you still wanna be funny too. So you go get funnier. Mm-hmm. It's just it's weird here. Like they'll stack like I say, it's straight stagnation. People keep you away from certain doors, they try to keep you away from certain people. And then I see all these other people who have no business having comedy specials, having them. And I just say to myself, oh, so he he just got a brand new special. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Houseway. But it's because, it's you know, they, they bringing their friends in. And that's an issue that will be de- – I, I will I will attempt to deal with that issue when I finally get to that point yeah. where I can – when I speak and it causes some some waves. But right now I'm just going to sit back and take notes of everybody who's doing the fuckery out here. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. It's like um, having some of the people on, like um, like I had Sarah Miller on, yeah, and she was talking about you know some when it comes behind the scenes when it comes to decisions on you know saying on doing some of these comedy shows, it's more it, and what happens is is a lot of people feel you know like uh, they um, oh they don't believe I'm funny this and this and it's, and she's she's literally like simply that's not really the 100 percent case. Mm-hmm. It goes into a whole different realms, you know what I'm saying, of reasons why you might not get picked. Yeah. You know, um, and so it's just, man, yeah, it's, I don't know. The game, it's, I mean, they, they, they changed the game up because they made it, they made comedy similar to music. In music, mm-hmm. this was about how many followers you have, how many people rock with you from jump. So if you get your whole city behind you, then we can potentially give you a distribution deal because you got 100,000 people showing up to your shows. And you know you can play Florida and in the South, chilling circuit. You can play Florida, Georgia, Alabama, pretty much how Yo Gotti, uh, Dolph, everybody came up. If you can play those Southern states, you're gonna generate four hundred thousand fans. Mm-hmm. So once you do that, the music industry says he probably can go gold. Once white people hear him, we can easily get him another five hundred thousand uh-huh. with the right producers and things. Yep, yep. So somehow comedy has adopted that strategy of do you have fifty thousand fans? Then I can put you on my show, yeah. which which makes no sense because if you're funny, they'll become your fan. And this is strictly this isn't music where I'm only coming to see the star who I like. This is comedy. I'm coming to laugh. I don't care who gets up on stage. If you come to laugh, you come to laugh. You can. I have no problem with a, one big name, two big names. But when it's just six TV stars and nobody's funny, 
This is but, insane to me. But that's where, but that's where, it's <laughs> go- and this is part where we're going at. Where I was going, kind of where I was going with the topic today. But um, before I really go into that, I want to say this: is that that's kind of how also like the TV part of it too yeah. is coming into it because um, some of these shows are people are getting on the show that have no business being on the show, but they're on the show because they got fifty thousand followers on Instagram or hundred thousand, you know, what I'm saying because they got the followers, yeah, you know, what I'm saying, and that's. You know what I mean? And so that bumps away from somebody that really is, that really deserves a spot, but they don't have the uh, fan attention yet. Oh, exactly, exactly. But so that's where we're going at. But where, the, where I was going at with the topic today, um, because, you know, I have my own, uh, I started my own merchandise, you know, um, yeah, the Don't yeah. Blame Me, Blame Detroit um, is the is the brand, you know, that is the brand. But also I have my um uh, other shirt, dreams, uh, dreams only die if you kill them. T-shirts also another dope one. And so, uh, one thing I noticed, and also I, I've been noticing a long time. You know what I mean? Is that I don't understand why it seems like black people <laughs> always don't want. It's like they don't want to support you Bruh. until you get supported by somebody else. It's, that is. it's like until you get the notoriety from someone else, and especially it comes with you know with the with your city too. You know what I mean? A, I, a lot of times with your city too is where your city won't support you until you get till you blow up get supported by another city. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You get to other places. Then they come back and say, "Oh man, I've been fuck with that dude. I mean, that's like my cousin. Like nigga, you don't even, you don't even <laughs> know my mama name. You know what I mean? And so. I just don't. I, I just never understood. Like, um, it's crazy. Like when I go, when I have done, when I do shows in front of you know my mainstream white crowds, whatever. After the show, how much is the shirt? Twenty five, twenty five, twenty. You know how much is the hoodie? Forty, whatever. A lot. Some of the black shows I did done, or just randomly said black people, they'd be like forty dollars. Oh come on, bro. I give you twenty for it. Like, what you mean? You give me twenty for it? You yeah. ain't telling uh, Polo you gonna give him uh, <laughs> you gonna give him thirty for a sixty dollar uh, uh, Polo shirt? You know what I mean? And why is it? Why do I just don't understand why black people feel like they always got to get a discount when it's when you mess with each other? We, you should be the first ones to say you say forty. I got you. You know what I mean? To 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 support. Well, we should, but that's that comes from us trying to hold on to our dollars and you really don't want to you want to support but you don't really want to support like you say you like you don't have that how can I, you don't have that disposable income so they they were looking for a deal from us and it's like i can't give you a deal as you said because you ain't getting a deal nowhere else you can go to mcdonald's and get a deal you can go to restaurants get it you don't go to these stores and get a deal you don't go to the movies and get a deal but you want us to give you a deal because i'm black i'm supposed to feel where you're coming from and it's like no this is a business yeah. This is a business. Now you selling shirts. It's a good quality product, and it's a dope shirt. So give me my money. <laughs> but I mean, it, it it should be that way. But we have issues, man. When it comes, you know. But I will say this about us. One thing: we are hard on each other, but we have to remember we are a new people. Black America is a new thing. We are just fifty years old. Mm-hmm. We are a new. We didn't start getting money till the eighties. They locked us out of every. The only black people who had money were celebrities who were the best at their craft. So we just now, we just now started getting shitty black coaches in the NBA. Where you be like, boy, that nigga <laughs> trash. He can't cope worth the shit. Like we just now, we still don't got shitty black coaches in the NFL. If you in the NFL and you a black coach, nigga, you the shit. 
he know X's and O's in his sleep. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we not there yet. We a new people. So you gotta you gotta re- remember that. That's why I get frustrated with it. I'm like, we a new people. They not used to this yet. So because we the first people who like you gotta support black owned businesses. You know what I mean? We're actually one of the first people who jump down into that. Besides the nation of Islam, is the nation of Islam, and it's this generation of black people who like wear black stuff, support black people, buy a black fashion brand, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So we still a new people. So just, just, just bear with them. They, they on a learning <laughs> like, curve if they ain't on nothing. Like it was funny. Like I had this one guy. He, uh, he was like, oh man. He said, he said, uh, oh, I remember you was telling me about the hoodies. He said, you, you got them with you. I said, yeah, I got them in the trunk right now. <laughs> so we went up, went to the trunk, put them out. He was like, uh, how much is it? And I said, you know, they forty a piece. He was like eighty. It's like, come on, man, you gonna give me a deal? I was like, <laughs> I was like, give me seventy. Oh, bet. Yeah. You know that's all they want. It was just, it was, it was just, just the fact that I, it, it didn't matter how much. It yep. was the fact that I said lower than what, yep. than what it was supposed the to. The asking price. That's it. I mean, it, it's like the flea market when they see us. It's still that mentality because, as in the South, that's the first place you would see somebody black with their own store. Is you at the flea market or you at the corner store? Mm-hmm. So you know, like, come on, bro, you know you're getting this on the deal. So look out for me. I'm going to look out for you. And like I said, it's still that mentality. It's not such a, this is a business transaction, which is why realistically, when everybody goes on the road, comedians don't sell their merch. They have a merch guy sell it. Mm-hmm. You always bring, you know, you bring you bring your road guy with you. He sells your merch for that exact reason. Yeah. Because I just came to the show. The merch guy ain't want to hear that. He don't give a fuck. He's like, this is how I make my money. The shirts is 30. These is 20. I got the no. card swipe. I got cash. What you, what you want to do, bitch? Like, you nah, know. Cause it, it was, I'm, it was crazy. Cause I, uh, I, for, I can't remember the, the cast name, but he's not a, like this. He's not a, a big name comedian. Yeah. But he's one of them underground white comedians that got a big following. Yeah. This dude, we were, uh, we were in Plano, Texas. This dude had literally two tables mm-hmm. full of crap. I don't know stuff that you would just get off of Amazon for two dollars. Trinkets. Selling it for five, ten dollars, all type of little stuff, and just slapping his name on it. And the white people was just eating it up. Yep. Just yep. eating it up. Don't matter what the price was, just eating it up, eating it up. Yeah. I'm just sitting there like, damn. You know what I'm saying? And so after that, that's when I was like, man, I gotta give me some, you know what I'm saying? I gotta give me something to sell. And so it just you know um, seeing on the going on the road seeing some of these especially some of these white comedians though they be eating it up on that merchandise shit. No, bro. they they all any white comic I've ever done at another road gig with they like you said they they have merch table available and they'll tell me you got to get some merch man people <laughs> want to take a piece of your home like they want to own something be like I went to this show this is dope because I don't I don't really do merch uh-huh. and I would have twenty people come up and be like you got merch I'm like I, I don't because yeah. I, I just came to get my check. I, did, I don't. <laughs> I don't have time to invest in this and get my. Ch- I just want my check. Just give me my check. I'll see you later. And see what. Um, and what. And also too, what made me like, man, I gotta get some was because some of these clubs, you know, people don't understand how much you know comedians get paid. Yeah. When it comes to the bigger, like the when you're on the road, type the improv. Um, uh, I can't think of no. I don't know why I can't think of no other ones off the top of my head. Comedy zones, comedy zones, bro. like the the bigger clubs like that, the funny bones. Mm-hmm. When you do clubs like that, they pay you know they pay decently. You know what I'm saying? They they pay a little decent. But oh, when yeah. you do some of the the smaller end clubs, like uh, I ain't gonna say no name of the clubs, but uh, <laughs> some of the smaller end clubs I have done where I feature and only get a hundred dollars. Yeah. So I didn't did five shows. All weekend and leaving out with a hundred dollar check. I need some damn merch. 
because now I got now that whole weekend five shows, I got to be able to have something to sell after these shows to make up for the money I didn't get. You know what I mean? Yep. And that's how you know saying some of these clubs operate. So that's why you will see a lot of these comedians out there hustling that merch because they like man, I ain't getting paid shit. Yep, they ain't making that. We making. Shit. So you do a show right now, laugh at laugh at her pay good, but improv ten dollars, fifteen dollars. Oh trash money, bro. I did a show there, nigga gave me that money. I said, bitch, I ain't never got to come back here no more. Y'all ain't never got to worry about <laughs> seeing my ass here. I ain't Look, headline. And then what make it worse is <laughs> what make it worse, especially the improv, they come they come to you, you gotta sign off uh-huh. and, and fill out a whole bunch of information. You like nigga to give me ten dollars? Paperwork, man. <laughs> Taxes. Yeah. Give me ten dollars. I, I wish the government would call me for some ten dollars. <laughs> I cussed their ass up. I said, bitch, you don't get off my phone. <laughs> yeah man but that's like but uh also too like with cities like um you know i love my city and it was so and i love my city and that's why you know when doing my my first live podcast i wanted to do it at home and that's why we i'm about to go hard with this promotion because i want my city to come out and support oh yeah definitely. but at the same time um detroit out of all cities that i you know say going perform detroit is the least city that I get the most love in. Yeah. You know, so I get the most love in. You know, I get a lot of love in Dallas, you know, uh, when I go to Atlanta, you know, um, you know, I, I get love. But Detroit is, you know, one of the least cities. And but a lot of like a lot of people like for example like Big Shine. Um Big Shine didn't get a lot of love in, in the beginning. I, I remember him on the underground scene. You know, he didn't get a lot of love. Like I remember like I, I mean and this is different from what i'm about to say is different from what i from what i'm going to when big shine first dropped a mixtape i really didn't like it like honestly the story how i met big shine was i used to work for one of the radio stations in in detroit yeah uh, i used to do uh promotions for one of the djs and so i was in the studio and he played a, like a i think it was like a freestyle or a song or something that big shine did and i was like man that's trash <laughs> And next thing I know, Big Shot walk in like, oh man, thanks for the for, for the honest, you know, saying yeah, thing. The honest and feedback. The honest feedback. That's how I met him. You know what I mean? And I, I don't. We don't have a relationship now. You know, that was I already probably been. We probably been in the same room maybe twice. Yeah. And but to say that, but but when the first drop mixtape uh, dropped and people were, you know, a lot of people were feeling it. As a whole in the city, everybody wasn't feeling. It. Yeah. And then once he got with Kanye, it was, oh, Big Shine this, Big Shine, oh, Big Shine the best, Big Shine this and this. But it, it just showed, and then I didn't see that in other cities too with other people, you know, where in the beginning when they was trying to get love and trying to get stuff, people was just you're not fucking with them. But once they got that Big Shine, it was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm. I mean, yeah, it, it's, it, it's like that in the cities, man. It's, uh, it's, it's part of the fear of missing out and the fact that it matters, like you said, Big Shine freestyle, you thought it sucked. But that's because you got a homeboy who you know freestyle better than him. <laughs> you was like, I, I got a partner right now who went way harder than this. And he ain't in the studio right now. So when they come see us at the shows, they think to themselves, man, I got a homeboy with a joke funnier than that. So because they still see us uh-huh. as a neighborhood competitor. You know, it's just like, oh, man, I'm the fastest on, on the street. Well, I got a homeboy around the corner run faster than you. Yeah. So they still see it as competition. And then when you leave... And then they see you, like you said, you get some shine somewhere else. It's like, oh, okay, you really for real. Uh-huh. See, I thought you were just like neighborhood funny. You real funny. And that that's part of people missing out. Because I have partners who I hang with, grew up with, 
they come to my shows and they like, oh, nigga, you funnier than that just sitting on the couch. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you used to me being around you 24-7. We watch TV. We go to the club. We cracking jokes all day. These people get to see me for 20 minutes, 30, 40 minutes out of their whole life. Right. They never seen this kind of funny. You grew up with this kind of funny. Yep. So you take it for granted. And that's another thing we do. We'll take stuff for granted because we have access to it. And then once you lose access to it, you like, damn, I got to. Oh, man, I, I remember, man, we used to be here. We used to joke. We used to laugh. We used to, we used to laugh. People would think back and they were like, bitch, we used to laugh every day. I'd be like, yeah, bro. I really, I really do this. I make people laugh. Like I make you have a good time. So when they miss out on that, then they want to try to gravitate back towards that, and then you get the love of your city. Cause Jacksonville, mm-hmm. I am, I am <laughs> unfucking known outside of. If you don't go to the comedy club or you don't fuck with me, they don't know me. Like you ask people who really don't go to comedy clubs in Jacksonville, who the best comic? Man, they'll tell you Tez Brooks. They'll probably say Shay Clements, uh, my Duval. partner, mm-hmm, a little Duval. Duval don't get no. He, Duval did a show there. That bitch ain't even sell out. Wow. But that's how the city is. Cause it's. It's a competitive well, city. Well, I mean, y'all don't sell our shit. The Jaguar still trying nah. to set out. Nah, it's not. It's not till you start winning. <laughs> no, no, don't get it twisted. Look, Duval come back and do a show now. That bitch would be out the roof. Uh huh. But when he first started, and he came, like he first was getting a little bit of shine, and he came back, show didn't sell out like it was supposed to. And he'll, this is somebody who'll go to Orlando. He'll sell out fucking eight shows that mm-hmm. whole weekend. He'll he'll smash Orlando to pieces. Everywhere in Florida, he'll crush. But in his city, they treat it, you know, they treat us like, oh, you know, I got a partner who do it. I'm like, you don't. You don't mm-hmm. have a partner who do this. Yep. Nobody does. You know what I mean? So, but I got homeboys who was local with me who were more known in the scene because they was lo- longer than me. They would easily have been given the title of Jax. Antoine Murphy, he hosts, he's he the host at the comedy club okay. at Jax. So, you know what I mean? They would, they would get way more love than me. I was just, I, when I came back because I was flying back and forth, Mm-hmm. From LA, and because I had lived in LA previous, I, even though it was my city, I'm like the new kid in my own city. Duh. And, and they and they like, oh, he back, he doing comedy. I'm like, yeah, and I'm gonna keep flying back and forth. But like, like if I go back, like, cause I um, I haven't did a show, I haven't did a show in Detroit in a minute. See, but if I go back, it's gonna be so many new people. Mm-hmm. Niggas be like, oh, who's this? You yep. know this, and, and they gonna try to treat me like I'm like nigga. Yeah. I, I've been doing this longer longer than you. You know what I'm saying? I just don't live in the city no more. Man, when I came back to the city, they thought I was like a a tag alone. They thought I was somebody homeboy. (laughs) They were like, I didn't even know you did comedy. I'm like, what are you on right now, bitch? This is not a premier comedy club that Uh I'm just going to hang out every weekend. Like, yeah, nigga, I do comedy. And that's why I say But that was the same way I do here, the same way I did back home. Like, we have an underground comedy scene in Jax, but it's mostly ran by white people. Because white people would have the clubs. They would know the owners because they white. And they would get the venues. I'd be like, oh, you doing comedy? I'm going to come do comedy at your thing. A lot of black comics be like, yo, man, I'm not trying to be in a room with 40 unfunny white boys going uh-huh. up. I'm like, bro, we getting stage time. You're getting a crowd. Like We used to get crowds. So I'd do an underground scene at Rain Dogs and Jacks. I would drive 40 minutes to Beach. Because, you know, Jacksonville is like five cities in one. It's the biggest landmass city in north america it's too fucking big so you could drive 40 minutes still be in jacksonville even even bigger than houston hmm? yeah. yeah we way bigger than houston oh, okay bro i'm talking about 40 minutes on the highway oh, i'm okay. on the highway for 40 minutes i'm driving to the beach i do a show out in the beach and that'd be for like uppity rich white people and right rich college kids who got money and i would do shows in the underground scene everywhere so they know me and then i would go do a night or two at the black club and then they would get a brief introduction of me but mm-hmm. i was primarily on the underground scene just trying to really build that stage time because as a comic i feel that's the most 
important thing that you can get. I don't care if it's three people in the crowd or 30. Like, you got to get that stage time. You got to get them reps up, man. Because the crowd is going to tell you what's funny, what's not funny. Because that's your audience. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just like music. If music was about you play it for the people in the studio and be like, what y'all think of this? They're not going to give you a true feedback unless Brandon, he'll give you one. He'll tell you, <laughs> this shit's trash to your face because he disrespectful. <laughs> but everybody in the studio usually going to be like, man, that shit hot. That shit hot. And it's not. Comedy's different. You get on that stage, you'll know because uh-huh. you'll get you'll get that feedback, immediate feedback, uh, unfiltered, one hundred percent raw. So, but you got to get reps, man. Which is that's what I did in my city. That's how I got good enough to, like I said, when I was flying back and forth, and I would tell them like, "Yo, what I do here, I do in L.A. too." And they'd be like, "Nigga, you ain't doing that in L.A." I'm like, "You really <laughs> tripping? Come get on this plane with me, you'll see." But it's about people who really want to make those sacrifices because that's what I would do. I would I would borrow money. Mm-hmm. I would call people. I would borrow money, buy flights to come back out here. I would do everything, bro. Because, I mean, even when I came, first came back out here, I was homeless. I'm still homeless. What am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still essentially homeless. I got somewhere to stay, but I'm homeless. My name ain't on the rent. So, <laughs> they can throw me out any time. You know what I mean? This is about hustling, grinding up, man, to get everything that you want to get. It's just making sacrifices, man. Yeah. So, no, and you know, you know what's uh, funny, though, is, is that when you, um, we just say, like, if you do a new joke, man, you would do it the first time and it kills. You'd be like, oh shit. You go the next night and doing that shit bombs, nigga. You'd be like, what the fuck? Yep. You'd be like, what the fuck wrong with these motherfuckers? You know what I mean? But what's so crazy is, is comedy is, is, is so detailed that people don't understand like one word can make the difference. Yep. One saying one word a different way can make the difference of a joke. Yep. You know, and, and it could be the difference because in one room, you can say it like you can say you could be at the laugh factory and say the joke this way destroys. You go over down to the comedy store and say it the same way and it can flop. Yep. It's just you have to be able to um and that's what and that's what the reps come from. Is doing it consistently, being able to now on the fly, you know how to switch it up. Yep. You got to. But it's all about like you said, it's about those reps. Cause this is a technical sport, but nobody tells you that before you jump into mm-hmm. it. You think it's just about being funny. Like you say, your pauses. The inflection of your voice, the facial expressions, yeah. all this goes into it, man. It's, it's, it's so much behind because, it. Because, and that's what also goes into is like a lot of people also think um, uh, the funniest, you know, the funniest people are the best comedians. It's not the truth. Because I got people in my life that are 10 times funnier than me or 10 times funnier than a lot of comedians I know that's on stage that would never touch a mic. And they are hilarious. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're hilarious in those situations. They're, you know, to stand up and just being funny is two different things because you got to be able to be you have a, you have to be also be a creative person when you when you're uh, when you're thinking and creating material because all that stuff he just said goes into you know saying yep. being um, being a, um, a comedian on stage versus you know just being one off stage because you can be hilarious and have tons of inside jokes oh yeah exactly. you know what I'm saying versus trying to write material for. Uh, 250 people that you don't even know yep exactly you gotta we gotta figure out people we gotta learn you we i have to like my my thing that i used to do i still do it is i try to kick back like i said i wear a fedora on stage so if you see me without the hat you don't recognize me. i just look uh. like any other black dude with dreads <laughs> i'll hang out by the door in the cut and i'll watch people walk by and i'll look at what they're wearing and just by how you come dressed to the club i can already tell what kind of jokes you want me to say like, if you get clean, I know exactly what kind of jokes. If you got on some J's, I know you want some hood shit. 
If you dress to the nine, I know you want some mainstream kind of comedy. If you country throwback, you don't give a fuck. You just here. You mm-hmm. finna drink and you finna have a good time no matter what. But I'll watch the crowd and see what they're wearing to like how I'm gonna pace myself and my jokes. I'm like, okay, am I just gonna jump into it? If I see like 30 pair of Jordans, fuck it. We jumping right into it. It's finna just be goonish from the jump. We finna go hard. Can't get him no time to relax because any nigga wearing Jordans who comes to your comedy show, he's waiting to talk shit about you at the table. <laughs> He's going to order a plate of chicken wings, and the first joke don't hit. Oh, this nigga yeah, is funny. Yeah. I, got a hot, I got a partner funny in this. And that's when it begins. Yeah. So I know how to go. But that's just one of the funny things about doing stand-up, man. Like I said, you got, we got to know people without knowing you. I got to uh-huh. know you and feel like you're going you're gonna to vibe with this joke. So it's, it's, a very, it's a very difficult sport. But so many people are here, man. And, you know, it's... It's a it's a it's a gladiator sport, but you know only the strongest survive. But uh, we'll get there. Like yeah. I said, you just just keep everybody got to keep grinding, man. And like I said, when you run into these people who haven't who hasn't necessarily earned their spot, they'll know. Uh-huh. They'll know because they'll yeah. they'll end up on the show with you and they'll realize how did how did I end up on the show with him? I thought <laughs> I was the shit. Like nah, this yeah. is this is what it really looks like when you come here. Versus you know they partner putting them in spots because like I said. It's 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 a lot, man. Like I'm gonna be a bad guy. I can say that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you that. Like when when I finally get good and somebody fuck up and put me on a TV show, <laughs> oh man, I'm 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 calling names on a lot of these dudes out here, man. Cause I, I I'm flabbergasted half the time when I cut on my TV, bro. Like I don't understand how these people got deals. I mean, I know how they got the deals. Oh, you know how they got the. Well, deals. I know how they got the deals, but it's right. it's insane. Cause like I said, it's thirty. It's 30 black comedians here who should be on TV and a bunch of other stuff. And you can say mm-hmm. we not, but this is this is a war between... I told my uncle said it. I was talking to him, and he was like, yeah, the age-old war of older black men not wanting to give up their spot versus younger black men who are new coming in. White comics don't have that issue. No. White comic, older white comic will bring a new young white comic up as quick as day. No, but you also got an issue with... Uh, with the competition standpoint where you get some some headline of comedians they won't fuck with the young comedians at all they'll bring oh, yeah. oh, they'll bring a young white comedian before they even bring the black comedian up oh yeah always um Aries Spears is like that when he do shows he doesn't he doesn't want anybody black featured got Godfrey too yeah they don't they don't want no one they don't they don't want the chance that I'm gonna do this similar material or from that same vein that he has or that same outlook Mm-hmm. Because you're black, which is weird to me, because I when I do shows with bigger name white comics, I'll ask like when I do a show with somebody who's bigger bigger name than me, I'll ask like is there anything you don't want me to talk about that you may touch upon, and they'll be like, Nah, man, just go do your thing. Like Tony Roberts is go rock out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> long as you don't because he because he's he's so comfortable in his ability. He don't Listen, give a you, fuck what you say. Whatever you say on that stage, you're not finna to say it the way he's finna say or uh-huh. do anything the way Tony Roberts is finna work that goddamn stage out. So it don't even matter. But the other comments, they don't want you to talk about this. I, I'm going to do a joke about this. So if you cannot do this, and that's okay too, but there are rules and regulations to this thing. But I feel like if you rock out, you rock out. I got 20 Trump jokes. If you told one, it ain't going to be the same as mine. And even if you did, then we touch on something else. But... Comics have their sets the way they build it, and a lot of people are sticking to that set, and it's cool. So it's just one of the trials and tribulations of being a comic that everybody has yeah. to learn and go through. 
So, uh, so being so being from Florida, <laughs> why is Florida so goddamn crazy? It's, 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 I mean, to you, it's crazy. To me, uh, it's normal. Like I said, y'all call it Florida, man. We just call them crackers. It's just regular white people shit that they do. They just wild, bro. I mean, you gotta remember, anytime you go past the Mason Dixon line, white men were kings, bro. So the shit that they get in trouble for now, thirty years ago, they could do that shit, bro. They could literally do that shit. They could fly down the highway, fucked up, no problems. Somebody get pulled over. Hey, they like Bob, I'm going home. All right, man, you gotta slow it down. I'm gonna follow you. Like they would get escorted home by the police. Like they used to get away with murder. They just do things. They still do things, nigga. I watch white people walk in, grab a whole tool chest at Walmart and walk out like it's nothing. Like I'm taking it because I want it. And, and nobody does nothing. It's just like, he. why do he feel like he can do that? I'm like, bro, he white. They be getting away with shit forever. So why why we can't still get away with it? Uh, every week I be listening because, you know, I always I don't listen to the uh, to the whole show. I always catch the clips on, like, um, um, YouTube. Dog, you seem like every time I listen to The Breakfast Club, this nigga Charlemagne always bringing up something in Florida. Bruh, it's a, it, it, it's the place, bruh, is... It's southern, it's slow, but it's got money in the city. So, you know, you're talking about uh, a slowed-up mentality. Like, everybody ain't on a crazy hustle, but you can get bored just like Nebraska. So, we got way more shit to get into mm-hmm. than Nebraska and Arkansas. Like, Florida, we got tons of shit you can get into. Yeah. And they do. And they get into it. Not realizing the state has changed. That's why I said 30 years ago, shit, certain roads, I want to say you had two-lane highways still. You know what I mean? We had... One stoplight streets and everything. So city has changed, but the mentality hasn't. Okay. Everybody still, you know, it's everything's now become more modernized, bigger. Uh, where I'm from, Jacksonville, we got a football team. We just we only had that 25 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? So back when I was coming up, if you won pop won a championship, you'd be front page of the sports <laughs> section. Your football team be front page of the sports <laughs> section, people. Children front page of the sports section. So that's that was nothing. So you know, you get a football team. You know, you get real influx of money, people with real money. You get businesses popping up. People still got that old school mentality of, I can do whatever the fuck I want to do because they could. Mm-hmm. And so Florida is a, the, one of the wildest places because of that because you just feel like you can't get in trouble. I mean, shit, I, I do reckless shit when I go back home to Florida. I can't even lie. Stuff I pull here, I would never. <laughs> shit, I mean, you know, but I mean, I'm a bad guy. But still, like, I don't obey traffic or nothing when I'm down there in Florida, nigga. At the midnight, this is my. <laughs> I'm king. I'm just driving through the red lights. I don't give a fuck. Well, who go come? Ain't no, ain't no, ain't no cameras on top of the lights or nothing. It's Florida. We just mm-hmm. hanging out. So, it is that kind of get away with murder if you can mentality. So, cause I like I only been to um I haven't been to Jacksonville. I've been the only place I've been in Florida is Miami. That's not Florida. Let me say that again. Let's let's start this. Uh, folks, Orlando is not Florida. Certain parts of Orlando is Florida, but if you go to Disneyland, Disney World, Sea World, Universal, that ain't goddamn Florida. You went to downtown Orlando, that ain't goddamn Florida. You got to go to the heart of Florida, Polk County, that's Florida. Tallahassee, that's Florida. Gainesville, that's Florida. Daytona Beach, oh nigga, that is Florida. When you go there, you be like, oh this shit right here. You got to go to real. But the Alachua, that's Florida. Places you ain't even ever heard of. Nah, McClinney, that's Florida. Some country backwoods, some boys with some shotguns. They own made <laughs> golf course. <laughs> they got they got the go-cars with the roll bar on that bitch. Roll bar on on that bitch. They, we make those ourselves. People making their own moonshine. We're talking about real life Florida. Miami, 
that's just that's a Jewish community. The the money that's white people that's white people from L.A. vacation area. That's what Miami area is. You gotta go, uh, you know, you gotta go to Liberty City. That's Florida. You gotta go to Broward County. That's Florida. You know what I mean? You gotta go to these off-site places. Orlando, Miami. That ain't Florida. That's Florida's. That's just that's that's tourist Florida. Yeah, that ain't Florida, Florida. Florida. Yeah, that's the only part I I only been to Miami. Nah, you gotta come. You so, gotta come to the real. You come to listen. You come to Jacksonville. You gonna be like, oh, bitch, I feel like I'm back in Jack. You go like, I feel like I'm back in Detroit right now. <laughs> That's what it looked like. It looked like you back in Detroit. You back in Chicago without the high rises. You could uh-huh. be like, this shit look just like the hood. Damn, like exactly. It's the same hood, but you can go 15 minutes that way and run into a beach. Mm-hmm. So you got so niggas can always escape. But nobody, you can't really escape because you right back into the mix. And like I say, we ain't got no high rises. We don't have none of that. We don't have the glitz and glam. Jacksonville looks like every other big city without the glitz and the glam. Like, where I'm from, ain't nobody got no Lamborghinis. Ain't nobody got no Ferraris, no Porsches. Not even the dope boys. Ain't nobody riding like that. So you come out here and I see all of that. I'm like, oh, there's some checks being cut out here. Mm-hmm. There's some real money out here. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go hustle and go get it. Because wherever I see... Un, if I see a white woman drive past me in a purple Lamborghini, she ain't work for that. I know she don't know. She ain't got a business in that car. Somebody else made that money for that car, and they had enough money that they let her ass drive a Lamborghini. And I said, I'm gonna go get some of that, that check. Money. It's a, it's thirty thousand of that he can get to me. He ain't got to give it to her. He, she ride around two hundred thousand dollar car. He got thirty k he can get to me. So I'm gonna go find him. But that's what I'm saying. So that little hustle mentality, you got to bring that here. Mm-hmm. But that's why Florida is so wild because everybody's like, yeah, wild as fuck. I'm like, yeah, we got little shit, like touristy shit, but them niggas can't afford to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to get a, a special pass or somebody got to work there and be <laughs> like, bro, I got a free pass to go to Disney World. Outside of that, but you ain't going there. That's too much money. That's 100 in gas, 200 for the kids. We, we ain't even got inside yet. We just got inside. You still got to get food. They want to ride the rides? Nigga, please. Nigga, please. <laughs> so let me add. So, uh, well, my experience the time I went, um, I want to see, do y'all have the same issue up in Jacksonville as Southern Fl- Florida do? Southern Florida is all Florida. <laughs> I mean, but what I mean is the bottom hat going towards the Everglades and stuff like that. It's, it's I, I mean, realistically, Brad, I, we all consider it the same. Like uh-huh. Florida is Florida. Uh, from Tallahassee, uh, Pensacola, Jax. Like, Jax is northeast Florida, but yeah. it's con- it's called the Bangham. Like, you know what I mean? It's considered the bottom. Like Okay. Like, all of Florida, like, the real black parts of Florida all considered the bottom because those are the people who were cut out of money. So, uh-huh. You know what I mean? So, it's it's still a it's still a wild mentality up there. Do y'all, do y'all have the same issue with them alligators and snakes? Yeah. In Jacksonville, as you do down here in Miami, too? Yeah, but it's not, it's not an issue. That's normal. That's normal. Man, fuck that shit, man. You see a gator, that's normal. You in Florida. You in the glades. That's normal. Fuck that shit, bro. Look, listen, I when I went, my homeboy, he had he uh he had well, I don't think he had the house anymore. I think he he moved, I think he lives in Vegas now. But um at the time he had a house. We went there and the first day we was there, they we was supposed to have a little party outside in the backyard, the pool, whatever. They had to call the uh alligator people to come out. To come, it was a fucking alligator, yeah, in the backyard. So what the f- I'm only thing in Detroit you got to worry about is some goddamn squirrels and possums, maybe a raccoon once in a while. That's it. 
I never seen no motherfucking alligator in my in life, bruh. in person, in life before. That shit fucked me up. Bro, you in the country, bro. You are in the country that's on the water. That's what I'm trying to tell you, like, real Florida. You own the country. You in the water. So, you know what I mean? Is that kind of... You, you going to run to an alligator. You going to run to a snake. That's nothing new. Dog, that's, that's n- no, that's not normal. That's not normal. If you live by water, standing still water, we know it's something in that water. So, you already know <laughs> what time it is. Listen, then... Then we'll make it work. Then this, I was there for a week. So then a couple of days later, one of his neighbors, I guess she went outside early in the morning to go, you know, uh, take a little, I guess a little swim, whatever. She put her feet in there and almost got fucking chewed out by a fucking alligator in the pool. Yeah. Like, this shit is ridiculous. Yeah. This is not normal to me. And then this is the top it off. So... The end of the week off, it was like a Saturday. I think it was a Friday night or Saturday, whatever. One of his neighbors, you know, invited us out to come to his little thing he was doing at his house. They had to shut it down because he had fucking, uh, what's them big ass snakes? Them extra long pythons. pythons. Yeah, pythons. He had, I guess it was two pythons loose in his house that they couldn't find. Yeah. And I said, bro, I, I can't do this. I, I was. Nah, dog. I, I never wanted to go back to Miami ever, or Florida Pier ever again. I was like, "Fuck this shit." Nah, bro. This just, mother. I'm not good with this uh, National Geographic wildlife bro, shit. That's just that's normal. That's normal for us, bro. That's what I say. You you in the country, bro? You need to know how to hunt, shoot, fish. Got to do all that. I mean, that's what we do. That's nothing new. That's so it. you out there like them white boys grabbing them snakes up. No, no, I'm not doing that. That's that's wild. That's too wild. I'm I'm good. I have a that career. That shit be fucking me up while I watch that shit or uh or uh while watching the uh, the shows. We're talking about how they uh, hire people to uh hunt, hunt for snakes and shit. The white boys be dr- uh jumping out there in the in the uh, swamp areas, just whole bunch of bushes and just be putting their hands in places, yeah. grabbing snakes and shit. I'm looking like what the fuck. Oh, that's they. That's they love. That's their career. You know, they they good at that. They country. They grew up country boys like that. Grabbing frogs, grabbing snakes, and then they just turned it into a career because they realized ain't nobody else trying to do that to get that shit out of their house. So you say Detroit ain't got nothing but possums and squirrels. Yeah, well, y'all, y'all cleared out all the wild animals. We yeah, ain't you. We can't clear them out in Florida. We surrounded by water. They just go somewhere else, and then they pop up when somebody start building. So it ain't nothing new. You see the signs. I'd be more worried about deer than anything on the highway when I'm driving. Okay, by I mean, that. Let, yeah, see, like outside the city, unless you go, but when you start going to the suburbs and going outside of, of, of Detroit, you can run into a deer. Because I mean, of course, yeah. that's forest area. You you can run into a deer, but I ain't seeing no no real and I ain't seeing no real wildlife animals. That's I go to the zoo. Nah, that's what Florida is, bro. You there? You you're in a natural habitat, bro. So snakes. Uh, gators, anything that pop up toes, tar- you you're gonna run into it. It's cool. It's nothing wrong with it. It's just like I welcome. remember. I remember the first. I think I was like nineteen, twenty, and this is my first time really traveling outside of Detroit. I went to St. Louis, um, Missouri. Yeah, and God, people like here, this ain't hot to me. This is no. Isn't this is not hot? Like this is it's good weather, but it's not like. I can bear this shit any day of the week. The the uh, heat levels they get here. Some days you might get where it'd be like, oh damn, it's it's fucking yeah. hot here. But it's only been on a couple of days this whole summer where I was like, damn, it's hot. It's dry. Yeah. And so I went to St. Louis for the first time. 
my it was like in the middle of July, bro. I never I, at that time at that moment in my life I have never felt no heat like that before in my life. They might they I think they got humidity. Yeah, like we they do. have yeah some of the high, that when you go into that region of the country that humidity is a motherfucker. It's the same like that in Florida. Yeah, that I, humidity is stupid, bro. Dog, as soon as you go outside, you be out there for three minutes. You, you already sweating. Yeah, you sweat. It's open so, the door, sweat. So what fucked me up was we walking down the street, and I see lizards just running. Yeah, I said, "What the? F-? I'm they? Everybody around me front is from St. Louis. They they walking like ain't shit wrong. I'm looking at them like, is y'all fucking crazy? Then you just see a wild ass animal just run across your damn foot." <laughs> I'm looking like I said no. Only they like you never seen a lizard before. Yeah, in a fucking cage, a tank, not in, not in, not just rolling around the damn streets, bro. That they, St. Louis country place too. So you in the wild? I mean, bro, that's just what the wild do. That's what that kind of temperature and environment. What else you think live out there in that excruciating pain of heat? Wild reptiles. You know what I'm saying? And and this is and also too. You know, you could say, well, this is me being uneducated, but. I mean, I didn't know that. You know what I mean? Like I said, you only know, like, when you're not, you know, shout out to the to the, to the public school system, but <laughs> they don't educate. You know, I was never educated on, you know what I'm saying, on stuff like that. You wasn't, you went to science class. We learned about some weak-ass rocks, and I don't, I don't even remember what else. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't remember what else I learned in science class. All I remember is some goddamn uh, igneous rock. That's all I remember. Oh, and boy. so you wasn't educated on different cities, climates. The the uh, you wasn't stuff that you really should know. That, you know that, what I'm saying? That's big city mentality. We learned about y'all. We learned about Detroit. Shit. We learned about New York. We learned about Chicago. We that learned. big city. Yeah, was like yeah, you ain't got to worry about Jacksonville. Them niggas ain't never going there. They ain't never <laughs> going to St. Louis. Why would no. you want to go to St. Louis? <laughs> You know what I mean? But not, but you just don't learn that, you know, I never learned. I didn't know that wildlife live like that in a, oh, yeah. uh, you know what I'm saying, in everybody's normal uh, day of life. Like, to me, I'm looking like, nigga, if, if, I, if you can wake up and get bitten by the alligator, why the fuck is you living here? <laughs> bruh, y'all can I mean, come on, bro. Like, that's, why is you living here? That's one in a million. You Man, just, you got better odds of getting shot by a gangbanger in LA than some bullshit with a gator. You ain't gonna, gator ain't gonna, bro. Gator like any other animal. You leave that bit alone, it's gonna leave you alone. Hey, like, um, uh, let me ask you, and Keith. Let me ask you too. Did y'all uh see the video of the um? It was like a, I forgot. It was like a seventy foot big ass um alligator on a golf course. Yeah. Did you see the video? Like, it's on YouTube. Like you can pull it up. It's a uh, it's a picture of a uh, it's a video of an alligator walking down a golf course. Looked like a fucking dinosaur, bro. Yeah. It no, looks I like a dinosaur. That. Like put alligator, um, golf course, That's golf it. course, and it should pop right up. Mm-hmm. That shit blew my fucking mind. Yeah. And then look, this is the, the but this is the thing about it is, is this knowing me, I would have. Man, I'm packing this shit up. <laughs> they did. I, they did. Man, look at this. Yeah, that's it right there. These niggas sitting there with their cameras and shit taking vi- Man, fuck this shit. I'm packing this stuff up and I'm gone. Cause it's just a big, it's just a big gator. That's it, bro. Bro, Florida. Like, pe- like you listening? Go on YouTube and put in alligator at golf course, and you're gonna see a fucking dinosaur. It was terrific. I thought it was. I thought it was cool. When I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, that's what's up. And that was, that was like a two minute conversation with my people's back home. 
And that's it, because it's Florida. What do you think you're going to see? Look at this. That's not even big, though, bro. That's not big to y'all. Like, it's big, but it's like, okay. Like, we seen, bro, people catch sharks in Florida, bro. Nigga, that shit can eat shack. Yeah. It's a gator. Gators are dangerous. We know this. I, I guarantee you it's a bigger gator than that out there. Man. Easily. Easily. Look at this motherfucker, bro. Yeah. And that's the one that they sent out. So it's somebody bigger than him that said, go get some food. Like, bro, it's real. Oh, no, that's not it. No, that's not it. It was a bigger. It was it was a video bigger than it that. Might have been, what was it was seventy five. I don't even remember. It was, was. he and I, I. I just said, man. I just said, bro. I I, I yeah. There we go. That's it. Look at that motherfucker. That's what's up. I mean, it's Florida. <laughs> Keith, you can't tell if that shit. If you playing golf and that shit just walks up on you, what the fuck you gonna do? But you see, I call him. Like, I, he, like he, I didn't, what's this, episode 11? He has probably never heard me cuss this guy damn much. Bro, that's a monster. That's a beautiful animal, bro. He look old, though. Yeah, that's yeah. what they said. They said it's, it's, mm-hmm. old, it's, it's real old. They said, the old. they said the older ones is the ones that get big, get well, big yeah, like that. He, but he's huge, though. Yeah. He's some, he some lotion on them elbows, though. Nah. I ain't gonna <laughs> keep, nah. keep it real. Duh. He needs some lotion on them things. Gator. That's what I'm saying, though. That's what that's how reptiles is, man. The older they get, the bigger they grow. As long as they can keep eating, they gonna keep getting bigger and bigger. Never stops. I thought you seen the big ass snake getting pulled out of people's houses to be abandoned. Man, I'm, I've been seeing some of them. I've been because I'm like I'm one of the people where I don't want to be around it, but I can watch it. And so I just so that shit be fascinating me looking uh. at videos of that shit. And those snakes start be huge. Yeah. Yeah, man. We, I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. Like I seen, a, I seen one video. Of, it was a snake where it was, uh, where it ate an alligator. Yeah. But the, but the alligator was so big that it killed the snake because yeah. it had nowhere to digest. Yeah, it couldn't digest. It, it couldn't digest it properly. And, yeah. and I'm like, I said, I mean, I, I don't know how smart a snake's supposed to be, but I would have looked at. I said, when you would have rethought that shit. Nope. <laughs> If the snake bigger than you, it feel like it can eat you. That's the, that's, that's the rule of thumb. If I'm bigger than you, I can eat you. Welcome to snake world. Oh, I just seen something, too, where I didn't know that toads eat mice. Yeah. Yeah, like, especially the bigger ones, they eat mice. I didn't know that. I thought they was just, like, little flies and shit nah, like that. Bro. Them motherfuckers. Every, everything eats everything, bro. Don't, don't, don't even get caught up. The, listen, the, the jungle, Mother Nature's wild. You play with it if you want to. Straight savages out there. If you live out in the wild, you will be prepared to be eaten by everything. Man. So, like, okay. So, I know uh, you didn't. You didn't uh, since you you've been out here. You didn't got caught by the uh, the vegan bug. No, nah, no. Nah, I was. See, this is the thing. It wasn't a vegan bug. I was doing this diet back in the south. It's just harder to do back in the south. <laughs> and back so, in the south, all you can get is French fries or something <laughs> from a place. So that that's all I could eat. Now I'm here. And I have a plethora of vegan options. I just uh-huh. can't afford the food. It's because it's, it's, they might as well just put white only on the prices. Because, <laughs> nigga, they too high, bro. It's too high, bro. Like, $40 for a salad. I'm like, bro, I can get a steak for 20 
Like a nigga killed the steak. You poured water on the side. See, I can get a five. Salad for it. See, you can get you a five piece for eight dollars. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> bro. Like, what, what, what we do this at? Like, and the extra large Coke would go with it. So you know, it, it, the the prices are a little absurd. But nah, it wasn't a vegan. But like, um, my background, I was um, my background primarily was biomedical engineering when I was in school. Okay. So I always read up on health and everything. And as you get older, you have to change your diet. That's one thing I stress to people, even though nobody wants to do it. Like everybody thinks, I ate it when I was ten. You can eat it when you get to no, your twenties, your thirties, your forties. I'm like, no, bro. Same way your knees get older and bad, and you like, nah, nah, we ain't gonna play four hours at the <laughs> basketball court. <laughs> the same way your knees hurt like that, your stomach hurt like that. So you can't eat a whole pizza no more like you was twelve. Like, I'm like, bro, you 36, you wildin'. Like, a, a <laughs> slice is gonna get you, and that's too much already. Like, stop. You're like, but, bro, I'm like, no, stop. So, that's why my diet changed, because, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm from the South. Everybody eat pork pot. It's just the most unhealthiest eating, and my grandma a caterer, so everybody gonna gain weight. You come, you walk in my grandma's house, you put on five pounds. I, you cannot leave without gaining weight. So, you know, just want to be healthier and understanding that, we out here now in Hollywood where, especially if you're black, you got to stay 25 forever until you can never Sucks. not be. Because Michael Ely has never aged. <laughs> Puffy has never aged. I just seen um, Bill Bellamy. That nigga ain't got a wrinkle on him. He might be Isn't a vampire. It? He might be a vampire. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what Illuminati deal that nigga cut, but it was for Found the Youth. That nigga. It's glistening like a 25-year-old. So Shit, this nigga dead with 50? Bruh, he over and, 50. And he, this nigga hairline better than mine. Bruh, great hairline, <laughs> dressed to the nine, look young still. I said, okay, I see what the game is. And I was like, okay, so the diet helps. But you got you to gotta be healthier, man. Like, black people, man, it, we definitely got to be healthier because we dying at, what, 58, 60? And ain't, we ain't got nobody old to pass no wisdom to. Mm-hmm. I'm the old nigga in the family. Like, I'm one of the oldest males in my family. Like, nigga, how? I'm not even close to 40. I'm the oldest. I'm one of the oldest dudes in my family. Like, I show up. They be like, astronaut. I'm like, what the fuck y'all asking me for? I'm still trying to figure shit out. I ain't got it all figured out. I can tell you how to do high school. That's about it, nigga. I, I ain't got nothing else for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? A little bit of college, but, you know, we lose so much. We lose so much wisdom to pork pots and diabetes and everything else because niggas just don't want to change. Well, I tell you, for for me, the hard one of the hardest parts is the food is nasty. When you, <laughs> I, I'm just being realistic. Vegan food is nasty. Like I went to a vegan restaurant. Um, for Where one, you go for one of my friend's birthday? It's this spot over in Culver City. Um, that's uh, it's a, actually it's a dope spot. I, 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 name I names. Tell us the nasty I can, place. I can't remember. I can't remember the name of it. I mean, the place is a dope spot. It's actually probably about ten minutes from here, if that. Literally, where we where we where we at right now? It's what probably, did you have? Because I don't know. When you say what you had, I so know. I get. I had some. Uh, they they call them they call them chicken wings. I don't know why they call why them chicken wings. Why would he do that? Why would I don't know that? why they call why them chicken would, wings. Why would you eat that? Why would you do that? But they're cauliflower uh, yeah. cauliflower wings with you know with sauce on. Oh, that shit was so disgusting. He don't like cauliflower food. This is what he's telling us. He this doesn't like cauliflower. Disgusting. Then one of my friends ordered. It was a supposed to be. It's called a macaroni and cheese pizza. She she loved that shit. Kid, come on, bro. She loved that shit. I tasted that shit. I felt like I was throwing up as soon as I was chewing it. All right, folks. Uh, for people at home, 
He went to a white, a super white vegan place. Oh, yes, it was. He went to the whitest of white people. Oh, yes, it was. The kind of people who put raisins and salads. That's where he went and got his vegan food from. That's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go to somebody who used to eat unhealthy, and then they decided, I'm going to get healthy, and then they make the vegan food. Then you go get you some good vegan. Sun Cafe, good uh, stuff I eat in uh, Inglewood, right there in Crenshaw. Good. Compton Vegan got good food, and it's a Equilequa Cafe. I'm probably saying it wrong, but it's a Cuban vegan cafe spot. Nigga, when I tell you, in Inglewood, yeah, it, when I tell you, it's right, uh, it's right down Manchester, in Florence. When I tell you, this spot has some of the best goddamn Spanish food you could ever have, because it's a Spanish woman who grew up eating real Cuban food. Mm-hmm. She Cuban. Her mama still makes some of the meals and the desserts. And then they just made it healthy. I'm talking about smashing, smashing the shit out of that food. Delicious. Do not go to the white place. Do not go to these white bread places with these goofy ass people that made <laughs> macaroni. <laughs> Everything he said sounded wrong. He was like, I had the cauliflower chicken wing. First off, no, no one who's black should ever did anything that's vegan and chicken ever. Don't even mix that because you know it's not going to be what you want. So don't do that to yourself. Nigga. Start slow. I literally was. I and do then, the desserts. Work your way up to the meal. Just say, give me that. Give me the. Give me the pudding or something. We try that. Oh, okay. This. This all right. This all right. Work your way backwards. Start with the desserts. Work up through the sides till you find the. De- he gonna go right nigga. in. Let's get the macaroni pizza. You was like, okay. The black and you should have said, nah, nigga. Right. We don't put macaroni right. on pizza. Just on rip. I don't want to hit. That's that is a high. That is that's got you, nigga. I've never even been that high that I thought. You know what? I'm gonna put a little bit of the macaroni on the pizza because that's just wrong. Macaroni goes with greens. Right, <laughs> be sure fried chicken, chicken chitlins, Ugh. that kind of shit. You Ribs. put it up. You let a white person talk you. Brandon, were you trying to get a job? You trying to get a loan nigga. or some shit? You let somebody talk you with a macaroni pizza, so nigga. P- Listen, macaroni pizza. And look, nigga. I was so pissed leaving there. <laughs> I I was so mad leaving there and starving, nigga. I found <laughs> the first piece, first Domino's I could find. I think I had went to Domino's and got me the meatiest. Extra cheese pizza I could find See. and and smash two slices and that shit put me right to sleep. See, that's what I'm saying. You you did yourself wrong, so you had to go clean up. And shout out because I used to live in Chicago. They all hate you right now for saying Domino's pizza like that's real pizza. Chicago <laughs> people at home right now, what the fuck? That ain't no real pizza, and it's not real pizza. It's pizza, deep dish, straight out the motherfucking oven, brick style. Let's go. Domino's is trash. You got to do better. You, hey, got, you you made two I'm wrong t- choices. Listen to this. But we can I say understand. this. We can say this. <laughs> Do- Domino's is not my favorite, number one. Well, but oh, thank God. But number but the other thing is, did you know Domino's is the number one pizza chain in the world? Of course it is. It's cheap as fuck. <laughs> of course it is. It's cheap. That don't mean yeah. it's good. Shit. It ain't the cheapest. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I, listen, I, I, bear, I guarantee you pay less sales my motherfucking shoes than Jordan. That don't make them quality. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, I don't want pay less. But, no, my shout, shout out to, uh, to to Jets Pizza. That's my favorite pizza. <laughs> shout out a, to Jets. That's what you mean. I just I just be trying to buy food out here, man. This is food out here is funny, man. Cause like I try, even though I'm on a plant based, even though I'm on a plant based diet, if I'm Trash at a black place, oh yeah. But I mean, not all of it. Like not I, all of, it, but it's 
It's not my it's not my this not my favorite city when it comes to food. It shouldn't be. Everybody is healthy. Everybody's in this shape. Is. They ain't eating for these people are eating literally for fuel for their body. Ain't ain't but so many I'm eating for the enjoyment of food. That's southern shit. That's South black mentality. Like we eat to enjoy ourselves. This is a a dinner is a celebration. You know uh-huh. what I mean? That's that's what dinner is for us. For them, dinner is gonna take thirty minutes and then they gotta go do some other shit. So they'll they'll make some goofy shit and try to sell it to you and you'll be like, This is trashiest food I've ever had in my entire life. But uh-huh. you know what I mean? So food's not that big, but their food trucks, tacos, shit like that. That's Spanish people in there. Those are cool. And, you know, I like I said, even though I'm on a plant based diet, I try to support black places who have everything going on with themselves. But it's difficult, man, because um food is just uh it's funny out here, man. You know what I mean? Like, I, I tried to support one little uh, black-owned food truck, and she was rolling weed, and she made my tacos. <laughs> and I was like, so you just go hit the blunt and fry my taco right in front of me. You ain't going to wash your hands. You ain't going to put no Purell on your shit. You just going to crush up some weed and make my shit. All right. I see how you niggas get down in L.A. <laughs> so it's different, man. It's different. But, yeah, man, I, I try to do local spots, homegrown shit. I just try to support my people, man. That's the mentality I'm on. Marathon continues, folks, still. So, okay. yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I can't wait to uh, to go to Dallas next week. <laughs> get man, some real barbecue, nigga, some real food. In two days. Because, uh, look, what's the crazy? Well, uh, when I moved out here, I probably was weighing about a 180, 185. Okay. Like, I was literally wearing, like, a 38 close to a 40 in pants. Yeah. Uh, And last summer, man, I was like, I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of this, tired of this shit right here. And so I just start, I changed my diet, you know what I'm saying? I, um, I went to uh, literally for a month, for about a month, I probably slipped maybe once or twice. Yeah. Probably slipped. But for the majority of the month, it was nothing but... Uh, plain baked chicken breast. Yep. Uh, spinach and brown rice. Yeah. And water. That's literally what I what I what I ate in nuts and uh, and some fruit. I literally lost almost what thirty pounds in one month. Yeah, that's all you need. You don't need all that, man. Listen, man, I told you that food. We we put we invest way too much in food in the black community, bro. And they don't do nothing but like make us bigger and unhealthy. I bet you feel better now. You probably got way more energy than you did when you. Oh I, yeah, I do. I still got a long ways to go because even though I lost the weight, I'm still out of shape. Yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying? I'm still out of shape. But that mean that dog change your diet, get better. Because like I said, man, we out here. We in a. We in a. This is the entertainment industry is a marathon race, mm-hmm. and you have got to be ready to go to sleep for three hours. Yeah. Wake back up. Do a full day's work, go to sleep, maybe get if you get five hours of sleep, you lucky. Oh yeah, you are lucky as shit because it's, it's impossible to do everything we do. Because majority of us, even though we in the business, and I get I can get an entertainment check, but I still got to go do my regular Good nine job. to five job. Yep. So and it all coincides. So somebody be like, "Oh man, I heard you from the headline." Da da da. I'm like, "Yeah," but then I got to come back and I got to go to work. <laughs> yeah. So it, it don't stop until you get that real mega check, and then. Then the time that we do at our nine to five is the time you can go to the gym and then just relax. So that's completely different. But I ain't, I ain't hit that lifestyle yet. Mm-hmm. But when we do, it'll be a blessing, man. But until then, man, gotta take care of yourself, man. If you if you black especially, man, take care of yourself, man. Cause yeah, because one of the hardest parts is like for me, I can cook. Okay. You know, I personally, I can, I I really can cook. Okay. I hate cooking for myself. Yeah. But I, I enjoy cooking for other people. 
Okay. But I but I am cook. But one of the hardest things is you know especially when you having to work a day job, then you you know saying then you going out doing you doing your comedy and stuff like that is taking the time out to do everyday life stuff. Yep. You know um, that's why like yesterday I didn't go to the comedy store yesterday. Yeah. And a couple people was like, man, why you come, why you go to the store? You going to the store? I'm like, nigga, I just literally over the weekend worked almost 35 hours. Yep. In a week, in, in three days. You know what I'm saying? I, I gotta wash clothes. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. You know what I mean? I I got. I wanna. You know, I don't. I don't want to eat. You know, what I'm saying some fast food today. I'm. I want to cook. You know what I mean? Necessities. Yep. You know what I mean? I want to sit down and just. Do nothing, you know yeah. what I mean? I, I, yeah, yes, yes. And so that's why, you know, tonight, um, you know, we're gonna do Shantae stuff. But then the rest of the week, I'm gonna be getting, I'm gonna be going out, getting up, doing out, you know, what I'm saying, doing it. I just took a day off. I just took a day. You got to to myself. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, Recover. And, and some people, you know, what I'm saying, and and then some. I feel like some people sometimes lose sight of that. That you, and that's where we get the. You know, people that don't know how to turn it off. You got to. You got. You got to be able to know how to turn off and just be a regular person. Yeah. You got to live life still, man. You still. I mean, that's what the comedy and your enjoyment is gonna come from to share on stage experiences. You have to cut it off. Like you got, like you said, so many comics want to do seven days a week. Nah, bro. I have a life. I, I have. I, even if I just take a personal day to myself. It's a personal day to myself. Well, I'm not fucking with you. Don't fuck with me. I'm sit back, watch Netflix, and just dumb out. Smoke mm-hmm. me some green and chill, but we gotta have those personal days. But like you said, it's so difficult to try to finesse that time in because you got to do this, you got to do that. Which is why I don't cook because I can cook because mm-hmm. I just use all my grandma recipes. But the whole point is, I tell somebody this is a three hour process. You somebody be like, oh, it's take thirty minutes to make this meal. No, it's not. It's gonna take me. I'm gonna have to prep it. I'm gonna have to <laughs> cook it. I still got to <laughs> clean the dishes from this. This is three hour meal. And I don't have the time to do that, which is why I'll try to find something healthy. Or, like I said, being plant-based, I can just eat fruit, nuts, and I'm good. And I'll do that. Or I'll just mm-hmm. do a cleanse day and be like, I'm just cleansing today. I'm just drinking juice today. Fuck this shit. Because I have other stuff to do, like today. This is the juice day today. I'm going to drink this. We'll come to Shantae uh, Wayne. Shout out to her. She's Netflix special. Make sure y'all check that out. Uh, they ready. All of them. Ida Rodriguez, Flame Monroe. Um... It's a white lady. I don't know her name. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe Tracy Ashley is on there, too. So shout out to them, man. They're ready. Shout out to Tiffany Haddish for being a boss, too. Yep. Shout but, out to Tiffany. But, um, yeah, man, you got to take care of yourself, man. And like I said, I don't have the time to cook, so it's good that I can grab a vegan spot. But like I said, they too expensive, so I try to finagle this money the best way I can. But do what you can, man. Take care of yourself. Definitely pull away from comedy, man. Don't get trapped in here, man. Don't, mm-hmm. don't get lost in this dark world or you got to go up seven times a night you got to go up did you go out did you you go up yesterday no did you go up the day before no i went up four times yesterday i went up three times today like did you you doing the most right now you doing the most (laughs) doing the goddamn most for comedy it it ain't it's it's serious but nigga like i i would rather sit back and write on my shit and just try to craft me a joke and then that every third day i try to go finagle but but you get but also you get a lot of cats that go up there and just from, and they go up there And it's not like They're working on it Exactly it's just, They're just going up there And Oh uh, Oh look at this You know stupid ass Red hat Oh look yeah. at this Stupid ass red hat Look at that ass nigga yeah. They searching oh, They searching for the material Oh man Oh look Why you uh Man why you drinking That beer like that Man I had a homeboy That drank the beer like that When we was kids 
what the fuck is you talking about? You know yeah. what I mean? And don't be talking about nothing. Yeah. And is that? And it's like it's one thing if you going up there four times a night and you're working on something to better yourself going forward. But you just going up there halfway drunk, high, and just yep. rant and just run, you know, running off at the mouth. That's that's not being productive. So it's like message. Message to the newcomers <laughs> coming into the game. Please stop coming to these mics Please. like this. Please be sober. Please actually have material that you are trying to search. That's through. what the open mic is for. Is is to go up there Bruh. for practice to work on stuff. But you got you like I said. Be I, I try to pace myself with people because this is new for a lot of people. A lot of people come up here for one year in comedy, two years in comedy, and the, the bad thing about it is, is not a lot of big homies in this scene. Who can even tell them this no. is how you're supposed to go up? This is what you're supposed to do. They're learning on the fly, and I, I don't see anybody. I don't hate on anybody for learning on the fly. I disagree with everything they do have the time. But who's here to tell them this is not the way to do this? This mm-hmm. is how you do this. This is how you approach this. This is what you should be gearing yourselves towards. So that's why I say anybody I give advice to, I'm trying to because I didn't have a big homie in comedy. Mm-hmm. I just. I learned by studying other comedians and what they did. And, you know, I go to a show and I would watch everything you did, how you move, what you wore, how you address the crowd. And then I watch, I would watch every HBO special, all the Netflix specials back when they were good, but they're not anymore. I said that, keep that on record, <laughs> but back when they were awesome and you would just, you know what I mean? And you, even the bad ones, you take everything from everybody. And that's what I had. Because like I tell people, that's why I, I try to give advice to uh, comics coming up because nobody gave me any. And I know nobody really gave my partners none. Because uh-huh. we, we in the South. We in Florida. Ain't no the biggest name out of Jacksonville is Lil Duval, and he doesn't live in Jacksonville. So <laughs> he hasn't lived in Jacksonville <laughs> over 15 years. It's like plus. You know, I got a story about Duval too, though. Um, we, I was living in Atlanta at the time. There you go. <clears throat> yeah, that's what you see him. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and Duval was hosting something. And he was hosting a show. Yeah. And so, this is probably the worst introduction I have ever got in my life. <laughs> this is probably hands down the worst introduction. Like, um, I didn't, we didn't meet before, you know, we didn't yeah. meet. This is the first time I ever met him or done anything. <clears throat> he bring he bring me to the show. He says, yeah, I don't know who this nigga is. Yep. Um, he probably ain't funny anyway, but... Uh, <laughs> this is the next cat that's next. I don't remember his name. Just come up stage, bro. I was like, <laughs> right, I was wonderful. like, so I was standing there and I'm looking like, yeah. nigga talking about me. And, and nigga looking at me like, yeah, he talking about you. Nigga, I went up there and nigga had one of the worst sets of my life, nigga. They didn't, uh, the audience didn't even give me a chance. Nah, but but that's nigga. But that I would say this. That's a learn. That's that's part of the process. That's the haze. Like they going to throw you under the bus <laughs> to see if you could climb from, Bruh, J Spot. Yeah, even though uh, I was just there for the closing, but I had to leave early. Uh-huh. J Anthony Brown, that nigga, boy, that nigga has never gotten my name. <laughs> it's on the paper, J. Uh, you holding the paper, J. Coming to the stage. Uh, hey, what's the next nigga name? Yeah. Right, God. <laughs> Damn it, Jay. Jay, I'm like, you know I'm going to have to fight with them now to make them laugh, right? Because now they already hate me. But it's part of the process. Like, I know that. Like, that's what they do to young comics. And then after he saw, after we after a couple of shows I did, he was like, oh, okay, take my number and all that stuff. But 
See, I hated I hated the fact that because we was before we was talk we was talking about the J Spot telling him that they closed down. Yeah. I see a lot of people think it might open back up because it didn't close down multiple times before. I I, I don't know. No. But no. I think this is this is this this might this, this, this really this really might be it because you know he's battling um cancer. Shout yeah. out to Jay Beat that. Um but uh with the cancer uh situation, I don't know. I hope it does open back up. I would mm-hmm. hate for us to lose that venue only because as black comics that we do need a, another place to work out uh, for the comics who did used to come and go up Tuesdays open or whatever uh-huh. and try to get that stage time. And plus that area, nobody understands that area is from the grow man. Like they building the stage. Oh yeah. Right they building the, the stage right on the street. Yeah. All that's going to change. So that whole area is going to be a big money area. The J spot could potentially become another big name club in LA. It could yeah. potentially become an improv or something to go to before the game or after the uh-huh. game. Because the stadiums are all going to be in Inglewood area. Yeah. So I, I don't want us to lose that spot. That's why I was like, I don't know if it's money. I don't know what it is. But heads need to come together. And everybody needs to put back in and keep the J spot open. Whether I don't care what it is. Like, if I, mm-hmm. I got to throw a couple racks to <laughs> And, you know, give me some, you know, silent ownership. Let's do it. Because even though the, the J spot doesn't have the, the respect at some of the other clubs, it was one of those spots where it was easy to get up. You know what I'm saying? You didn't have to you didn't go down there and have to fight to get up. You didn't have you didn't go out, need to go down there and have uh, a whole bunch of followers or or nope. somebody to 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 rep for you to get up. You go down there and they be like, "You a comedian?" Okay. Old school way. Old yeah, school. You way. a comedian? Okay. We're going to we're going we're going to give you a try. Go ahead. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, it, and even if you didn't do good, come back next week. Yep. You know what I mean? We, if we got time for you, we're going to get you up. And that's and and that's how it went down to J spot. No, nah, yeah, everybody should be thankful to him for that because he gave you a place to work out. Um, everybody had whatever they wanted to say about it, but like I said, everything can always get better over time. And personally, I feel like if it does open back up, um, no matter how big my name gets or whatever, I would love to always, you know, what I mean, go back mm-hmm. home and keep those kind of places open because as black comics, black entertainers, I feel like we should always keep a pulse on our home basis because that's what Jay said when he left. He was like, a lot of the big name comics, they'll come, but they don't want to come regularly. Mm -hmm. So you're not really, you're not really here for the club. So his club was more for the comics who were growing and coming up. And the sad thing is, is that big name comics regularly didn't come to the J spot. You know what I mean? Like you shouldn't have to, you shouldn't need money when it's your home spot the way, you know what I mean? Like this is when you get to a certain level, that spot should get a discount because you know what you're doing to give back to the community, which has in turn, because they didn't do that, it hurt comedy because like I said, we don't even have an outlet of big name black comics to even pull back and pull us up because mm-hmm. it ain't that many out. Like you, I can name black comics who are really destroying the game. I can name them all on one hand Yeah. versus the eighties and nineties where comic view had a whole roster People, everybody black who everybody wants to name is name black comedians. Everybody came from Comic View. You go name everybody who had a TV slot from Comic View or Def Comedy Jam. Mm-hmm. We don't have an outlet no more. So, who is to get that big name and jump into white money and then pull one of us up? So, yeah, you gotta, you gotta keep a pulse on your home base, man. No matter mm-hmm. how hood it may be, <laughs> how, how bad the service may be, how, you know what I mean? You gotta yeah. stay, you gotta stay grounded, man. So, yeah. that's one of the things that I think we. We can give back when we, right. as, as our names get bigger and bigger, we can always tell people, "Now nah, I'm gonna go to the home club. I know the nigga ain't got but one fifty for me, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna go work some shit out in his, in his club, 
and the other comics will get to see you and you might see some new talent. You might be like, Hey man, you got 15, take you on the road with me, take you a couple of spots, get your, get your feet wet. That mm-hmm. kind of thing. Cause that never happened for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> everything we got, we got on our own hustling our names, um, doing local shows. And then, like I said, I, I lucked up and started headlining cause a dude car broke down and they, my other homeboy was out of town headlining another show. And they was like, do you know anybody who can do the show? And he was like, I got a partner who can do it. And they called, Comedy Zone called me. And after that, I slid until on their roster. Because okay. I rocked it. And they started giving me other dates. I rocked those. And then I was like, I'm coming out here. Like, I'm already <laughs> headlining. I'm coming out to L.A. now. Like, y'all got me fucked up. All right. Let's get this real money. So, But you always have to be able to reach and pull back. And my partner who gave my name was a white boy. Okay. The white boy. Ain't nobody. Man, they have access to shit that we, yeah, we, we, don't, we don't have access to. Yeah. It's, it's, it's insane to me. And that's why I say when we get access, we cut off the rest of us. And I'd be like, bruh, who else he going to get access through? Ain't nobody else coming. You know how hard it is to try to come up through a white space with in black skin. Come it, on, it, man. Even if and even if they don't cut it off, they they only have they put only a certain amount of people yep. in the circle. And then if even to, if you want to get into a circle, you got to kiss so much ass. I'm, I'm not down insane. for all that. Yeah, it's insane. But um, usually we come to, we're coming to the end though. But usually um, uh, I usually ask you know. Um, with some advice that you want to give out, whatever. But today I want to ask you, because I actually put up the other day on um, on Facebook, I said, for me, you know, Patrice O'Neal, it to me is the greatest comedian of all time. I can I can, I can understand that. Stand up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not talking, not talking about acting or anything, just stand up. He was my favorite. Who are your top five <laughs> comedians <laughs> in – and, and this is why I'm making it even harder for you. In order. Oh, we going to do it like that. Stay, I mean, your top, It don't got to be who you feel is the best, but who's your top five favorite? Favorite? Just yeah. stand up. Stand up. Man, if we just doing stand up. All right, let me, let me, <laughs> let me preface this by saying this is in a prime. Don't tell me about nobody who just did a special last year. And be like, that nigga shit was trash last year. I'm like, I know. We're talking about at they prime at they peak of their powers. Cat Williams, Bill Burr, Corey Holcomb, Dave Chappelle, and I gotta go I have to go Chris Rock because you're not what he can do for an hour, mainstream wise, in his prime. Mm-hmm. When he was young, Chris Rock, that shit's insane to this day. Bigger and blacker and him sliding. Come on, man. Those the way those jokes hit and the way he kept he stayed on top of that audience. I look at those when I when I watch stand up to see how I'm gonna go try to move a crowd and how I'm building my material and how my jokes supposed to hit, I watch Bill Burr, Cat, Chris Rock, and Dave. And Corey is the streets. Corey Holcomb mm-hmm. is the streets. And the underground king that must be said, even though I'm only five, I'm cheating six. Mm-hmm. Tony Roberts must be in this. I've never what? known a nigga to work harder on that stage. The man sweats. Like, he sweats like he just did a workout because he's giving you his all. On, I've never seen that. And I, when I saw him, I said, oh, this is why my homeboys told me stop doing physical comedy. Uh-huh. Because if you're not going to do physical comedy like that, right. don't, don't do it. No. Don't do it because you're wasting time. You could do a little act down here and there. But Tony Roberts is going to go balls to the wall, <laughs> physical on your ass. He's going to roll on that ground, and he's going to show you what it really looked like for a show. 
You got to watch him. You can't listen to Tony Roberts on. You need to watch that in person. Tony Roberts, uh, shout out because he's uh, one of the Detroit legends. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying one of the Detroit legends. The the uh, for me growing up in, in the comedy and which is, which is and also which is held from uh, um, a lot of people in the city. The king of Detroit, com- uh, comedy wise, is you know my uh, my was was my comedy brother, which uh, we lost last year. Kool Aid, yeah, that's Kool Aid. Was the king of Detroit, hands down. Mm-hmm. But it was only by a slight margin. It was only only by saw only only by saw only reason that Tony Roberts couldn't get the title is because he left Detroit. Yeah. It was because he because he left Detroit. He didn't. He wasn't in Detroit for. He wasn't living in Detroit for his prime. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So the city really didn't know who didn't know didn't connect him with Detroit. You know if you get what I mean. They didn't connect him with the city. But another reason why he's not in the mainstream is because of the type of comedy that he does. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the material like a Chris Rock. No, he has that. Um. That funny ass lunchroom, you know, when you were in high school, type, you know, joking back and forth. Like he, he the type where he'd be, yeah, I went to the, I went to the gas station. Then this bitch pulled out her nipples, and her nipples look like little ass pennies. You know, some rock, yeah. off the wall shit like that. That's type of comedy he does, which is fucking hilarious. And he gonna act it out too. And he's gonna act it out, but that doesn't resonate for like a. A Chris Rock who gave you mem- memorable material. Yep, lines. You know, saying that from '94, you still remember in 2019. Yep, he doesn't have that type of stuff. So that's the only reason why he's not bigger than what he is. That's why he's underground. Yeah. yeah, but at the end of the day, that man is ma- has made a living doing what he's doing. Oh yeah, and and you know, saying I have way respect, a lot of respect for uh, for Tony Roberts because. He is. He's one of my favorites too. I mean, dog. Like I say, Underground Legends is. Even though I put Corey Holcomb in my top five over Patrice, because Corey was doing that before Patrice, and people people really gotta understand when you watched Corey Holcomb rock an hour show. I'm talking about he on your ass, mm-hmm. but it's street material. Like this is not for the faint of heart. The same way, like Patrice was. Patrice had mainstream. Topics. Corey Holcomb going straight to the gut. No, he's going straight. Patrice was more mainstream. Yeah, he was more mainstream with his his style yeah. of material. Corey is straight right. for the niggas. If you street gutter and you want to hear some comedy that you can relate to and it's going to be funny, Corey can get like Corey could easily clean it up. Oh, but he's not going to. I forgot he said something about he had an abortion joke. Oh, he still got him. I dash ton of them. This nigga did a joke where literally like half the after he did it like half the crowd just walked out. But the joke was hilarious, though. It's dumb funny. He but don't it, give a fuck. It's the stuff that how comedians say, oh, we going to say whether we want Corey's really yeah. saying whatever mm-hmm. he want. And that shit's hilarious. I watched Corey destroy Orlando. I watched him destroy Jackson. I'm talking about he had niggas hitting the stage. Like, everybody sitting at the stage, everybody falling over, slamming their hands on the stage. I said, okay, I want to smash like that. <laughs> and the thing is, me and my partner, you know, we from Duval, Northside. Uh, he's from like out east or whatever. Uh-huh. We think this shit is hilarious. We screaming. The white guys in the room are just like this. Yeah, it's good. I mean, he he doesn't do what you do though. I was like, what are you talking about? Corey Holcomb way better than me. He's like, no, you do politics. Da 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 da. They want you to be able to flip from this topic to that topic. Corey straight relationship. 
Uh-huh. Let's have some fun. Let's talk about what we really going through. Mm-hmm. And he he's one of the best I've ever seen do it. So he has to be in my top five. Over Patrice, because like Corey said, he did that. He was doing this before Patrice. And I remember when he was, because he was on Def Comedy Jam and a bunch of stuff. And I'm not counting Bernie, because Bernie's gone. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, folks. He did one twenty-five minutes. It was, spect- it was no one's doing it better. But Bernie's gone, and these other people just have way more material. And like I said, Bill Burr, even though he white, that motherfucker's just insane to me. And that was somebody who I looked up to, like, how to craft my stuff. These are the people who I studied, and I was like, this is how you craft an hour, 30 minutes, 15 minutes. I still watch them to this day mm-hmm. to just, even when I when I write a joke, I go back and look at some of their stuff, and I be like, is this funnier than anything they've said? Because if, if I don't feel like it's funnier, I ain't do it. I ain't do it. Mm-hmm. It's like a battle rap. It's like when yeah, I, I, I equate it to back when Biggie heard Doggy Style. He heard Doggy Style. And he said, I need to get in the motherfucking studio. Yeah. Like, this is this is terrific. I need to go make something just as terrific as this. Like, you know what I mean? That's why I, I'm a fan of good comedy. You you say something funny, my brain starts working like, come up with something funnier than this because this was hilarious. So people see this they ain't gonna see you if you ain't as funny as this uh-huh so but those are those are my five man and like i said i just feel like in their primes you put those guys special on when they were young upcoming and crazy hungry you ain't gonna find them you you can't you can't find me a, a specialist money as those dudes politically george carlin but we talking about just mainstream get you paid rock a whole show anywhere they go those guys in their primes man uh, are really fantastic, man. Like I said, Corey's in there just cause for the streets, nigga. <laughs> if, if 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 it's a if it's an all black crowd, Corey's finna he finna wallop this bitch cause that he can go, man. I've never seen nobody go like that. Like so real shit. so uh, before let me ask you one more question before we get out of here. What was your two favorite specials? Ooh, two favorite specials. Um, my two favorite specials. I would say, oh shit. See, this is so difficult. Um, cause I got my two. Um, it's Chris Rock. I want to say I don't know if it's bigger and blacker, but when he did the Ricky Martin joke, slid across the stage, that was fantastic. I've never seen that done. Um, I would say Dave Chappelle when he did San Francisco. He was in San Francisco back when he was young, mm-hmm. and he was cracking on San Francisco. That's some of the hardest he's ever done. And I'm cheating again, but I gotta go. Bill Burr HBO special. I want to say he had a half hour, crazy, just wow. beginning to end, everything funny. Funny is all our twelfths. Uh, for me, number one, elephant in the room. I, ah, I'm, yeah, that's I'm, great. That's I'm great. Telling, <laughs> I, I, I put that against any special I have ever watched in my life. When this man said, take his socks. I said, take his socks. And we put his socks on the top of our helmets, and we do like an Indian rain dance. That shit had me dying laughing, he was bro. Good. He was he was, he was, and he, then he was going to be special. And then after that, it was... This one is not nowhere near one of the funniest specials of all time, but personally, it 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 uh it made me love comedy yeah more. It was when Bill Bellamy did his uh special live in Dallas. Ah, okay. It was it was it like I said it was it was a funny special, but it was more of that nigga just made comedy seem cool. Yeah, that's what all it, it made him. It made it seem cool. Yeah. The leather pants, the the boots. It just. And it just made comedy seem cool to me. And that's what just gave me an extra motivation to want to do it. And so that's why I, I like them too. That's why I like that, like it's special. But, um, you know, plug what you got coming up. 
uh, uh, Instagram, everything. Oh man, you can find me at Instagram Ronaldo Evans, R E N A L D O E V A N S. Ronaldo, you Spanish and you know how to roll your R's. Uh, you can catch me on Amazon Prime, Laugh at the Dart season two, and like I said, August thirty first. If you ain't got nothing to do over Labor Day weekend, I am filming. Uh, well, they're filming a thirty minute special for me down in Palm Springs at the Old Hard Rock uh, Hotel, which is now Hotel Zozo. So I'll be in Palm Springs trying to rock it on the 31st, man, and we'll see what happens with that. All right, man. Um, again, Dallas, 24th, 25th. Like I said, 24th, Backdoor Comedy Club. Uh, 25th, we at Hyenas Dallas. Um, and I'm not going to uh, – I'm going to stress this all the way until the date. October 15th, live podcast, Mixed Bricktown, downtown Detroit. Need my city to come out, support – um, we're gonna have a blast. Like I said, man, I got my man Josh Adams, Ebony Tate, Melody Fresh. We're gonna be uh having a, a, a great night. Uh, and we want uh, the city to come out and support us. So, um, that's another episode of Don't Blame Me, Blame Detroit. I'll catch y'all next week.